Hello, everyone, and welcome to Cult Cinema Catacombs. And we've got a very interesting episode here. Uh, <laughs> and the reason we have an interesting episode is because um, our own Mr. Farmer here chose the movie. Yes, I finally got one. And this is what it's going to be. And you will you will sit through it. <laughs> you will take it like a man. No, it's, I, I love this movie, Roy, so much. So much. You have no idea. So here's the interesting thing that I've discovered about so far about this movie. There's no The movie we're going to be watching is on – it's available on Amazon Prime. It's called Bad Ben. Yes, it is. Um. The interesting thing about this movie, Mr. Farmer, is is that there's no Wikipedia page for it. Good. Good. <laughs> we should start one for this movie because this movie is fantastic. <laughs> um, and, the, and the other thing that's scary about this movie is I'm discovering there's like multiple sequels to this thing. There's seven of them. This movie has seven, there are seven iterations of the Bad Bin series at this point. Seven. It's a Fast and the Furious franchise. And I'm trying to figure out how in the world there are seven of these things. First of all, you sound horrified and exhausted at the thought. Of, of watching this, <laughs> I am actually. So let me let let me at first uh, assuage your fears um, as to why I wanted to do this movie. This is one of those movies like uh, Twice Dead that is, while it's not a current cult classic movie, it, I think it has all the earmarks to be deserving of one. It is. It is extremely quotable. It is one of those weird movies like, um, like uh, Battle Beyond the Stars. Like it, it, it's the lowest common denominator on a really popular um, genre of film. So the found footage horror movie became very, very popular because it doesn't cost a lot of money to make them. Yeah. So you can go in and just make a make a movie. This movie is. For for the reason that it is the and I'm not going to get I have a lot of thoughts on this film that we'll talk about in the second part, but it's it's a it's a it's a wild ride. It is a wild ride. Um, the acting is surprisingly serviceable for being what it is. Like, I'm not sure that they're actually acting in the film as much as just there. Um, it's it's just weird, insane, fun for people like us. I guarantee you there's people out there that would turn their nose up at something like this. <laughs> okay. But I, I know, I know that, that in my heart, I know that you're going to watch this and I'm going to be getting live tweeted text messages throughout the thing just about like what no what is happening why is this happening where did that come from i've said on the show before and i will say it again there is at least i i think i overestimate when i say five minutes i'm gonna cut it down to a three minute there is a three minute scene in this movie 
which is a found footage haunted house film where the our protagonist has an argument with a power company <laughs> over the phone. <laughs> it is bug nuts crazy, this movie is. I, well, I, uh, I watched the trailer on on um, on YouTube, and I mean, it is the highest quality of, 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 uh, of, you know, homemade trailer, I gotta tell you that. Uh, <laughs> and the scene that cracked me up is where the ashes are spilling, this is my house, and then he goes, well, this is your house, huh? Well, yeah, I'll tell you something. It's mine now. Listen, that guy. <laughs> that I told you when I started telling you about this. Imagine paranormal activity, but instead, it's like a general contractor from New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> and that is 100% what this is. If your uncle, who owns a pool cleaning business, had a haunted house, oh my God. That's, what, that's what you would – that's what this movie is. It is the wildest concept for one of these movies. And I'll get into why later, and I think you're going to realize it pretty quickly. But I've watched every found footage horror movie I can find. Just I love the genre. Well, it's like it's like Kevin Malone from The Office starring in a horror film is what I gathered from the trailer. But not uh, – But uh, <laughs> um, so uh, Kevin so. Malone from The Office doing a James Gandolfini impression for two, for an hour and a half. In a haunted house. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, yeah, buddy. It's 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 uh. you know I this one this is my favorite non big blockbustery found footage movie by far. Okay. Um, I've watched a couple of the sequels. They just don't hold up. They don't hold up to the majesty that is Bad Ben. This movie, you're gonna love it. So what else from the trailer grabbed you? Like, what did you what did you notice? What did you? Because oh, I've the, seen the, it. The, the 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 scene in the trailer that made me laugh the hardest was the quote unquote special effect used for when he's attacked in his bed. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Oh my god! I, that actually made me cackle. And I could not believe the quote-unquote special effect. Um, and the sound of chains also. I'm just like, well, what What the hell's with the chains? And so the, the, those are my three initial re the reactions. Is, is that we've, we've got a character from The Office. We've got chains. And we've got some really, really bad, like, like circa iMac iLife 2011 style uh, video editing special effects for iMovie oh, no, going on here. <laughs> wait, wait, just wait until um, wait until they, they use their the, the practical effects that they engage in. Uh, this is so for me. This I put this movie as far as quality, okay, on par with like Permutos. Oh God. That's the the if we're talking about quality, the the concept of this the reason one of the reasons I really like this movie is because it's very straightforward, mm -hmm. right? It's very linear, conceptually wild, conceptually wild. This movie is, but it's very easy to take in. You know, it's it's very it's very cut and dry. Um, I. It, 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 
Effects notwithstanding, you know, home home video esque quality notwithstanding, you can tell the one thing that I and and it's been movies like that we've covered in the past, right? The one thing I absolutely love about a movie is when you can tell that 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 a lot of love was put into the product. Mm -hmm. So regardless of everything else, these people really wanted to make this movie. (laughs) 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 They wanted it so bad. And it really comes out in the film. It does. And I am going to refer to it as a film. I want, I want this, I want this film criterion (laughs) Blu-ray right now. Oh my lord! Well, so what do you? I, I want to ask this. Uh-huh. Side unseen. You know nothing about this. I know besides, nothing about this thing except that the poster looks like it was made in uh, Microsoft Art. It was uh, made in Paint. Yeah, it was made, M- yeah, it was made in MS Paint. Uh, the trailer looks like it was uh, edited together with, um, like I said, with like iLife 2011 special effects. Um. The, the the scene where the guy is being dragged in the trailer and his 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 screams of pain makes it sound like that he's being it makes it sound like he's being rimmed for the first time and he doesn't know whether to enjoy it or hate it. Um, and, uh, I mean that's a good definition of his experience in this film, just right there. And um, yeah, that's it. I'm like I'm 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 I, I'm tilting my head like a confused puppy at this. Thing. Good, because because you asked me if this was payback for everything that I've done. Honestly, it's not. But there is a small part of it that is because <laughs> because very few. So the experience so far on this podcast has been you you put these things to me, and in the back of your mind, you know that. To some extent, it's going to be strange torture for me. Especially Dot and the Kangaroo. Dot and the Kangaroo, Tiny Town, um, you know, or neither of us have seen the movie and, and we're going in completely blind and have no idea what's going on. Yeah. So this is the first time that I get to have that have that schadenfreude of knowing what you're walking into. Because the first time I watched it, it was just on Amazon Prime and just like it recommended for you. And I was like... All right, and I looked it up on on a few webs, you know, like a, like like a few Metacritic type websites, and it didn't have the worst reviews. Like people really like this movie. Like you would think it would have better than a fifty or worse than a fifty five on Rotten Tomatoes, mm. and it does not have that. Um, you'd think it'd have worse, you know, on IMDb and Metacritic, and it does not have those things. Um, People, this is one of those movies that people just really enjoy watching. It's a, it's a, it's a party movie. Okay. It's the Halloween movie that you watch while you're, you know, while the trick or treaters are coming and you're sitting around with your friends drinking and you just, and you just want to watch a horror movie. Um, and that, that's good for me. Okay. I'm, I'm excited. I am so excited. (laughs) I wish I could explain to you how excited I am that you're watching this movie. <laughs> oh boy, this is going to be an interesting experience to be on the other side of the of, of, of the fence here for this. So, um, I, what the question I want to know is: 
what did you watch on Amazon Prime that made them recommend this to you? Dude, I watch anything that says, like, an American haunting and then just has a street. I'll watch <laughs> um, any anything that's found footage. I'm watching it. I'm watching it. Awful. Makes this movie look like um, uh, Terms of Endearment movies. <laughs> like, you got iPhone cameras and, you know... I'll watch anything. I will watch any found footage horror movie. And I watch a lot of them. And I watch really bad ones. So this movie popped up and I was like, oh, bad bid. Let me uh let me let me pop this into the old interwebs and see what happens. And people are like, this movie's amazing. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, I'll give it a shot. And it was. I was not disappointed. I was not disappointed at the wildness of what this movie is. <laughs> there uh, are scenes in this movie. I might get a phone call. We usually text each other or, you know, tweet each other while the, the, while this shit's on. You might, there, there, I can think of at least two scenes where you might pick up a phone and call me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my Lord. And I think the best part about it for me, and I know I'm not going to get into it, but I want you to keep this in mind as you're watching it is this guy. Kevin Malone meets James Gandolfini's raw, unabated anger at the idea that this is happening to him. Not fear, not sadness, just toll booth worker rage oh God. that he has. So good, man. I cannot wait. I can't wait. I'm here for this. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, I'm going to dive into this movie then. And uh, when we'll, when we come back, uh, the, the shoes will be on the other foot as you uh, hear my response and Andy probably giggling like a schoolgirl who just stole a leprechaun's crock of gold. It's, it's going to be great. You uh, honestly, you're going to you're going to have the same level. I know you. I just know in my heart. That you're going to, um, you're going to have the same level. I mean, who who knows? I thought, you know, when I went in and saw a film that I'm sure we're going to eventually cover on the show, Tammy and the T Rex. When I went into Tammy and the T Rex, I was expecting a pure piece of shit, and I was giggling through the whole thing. So, who knows? I <laughs> who absolutely knows? Right. So. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, let's watch this thing. All right. Here we go. Are we going to be able to run the trailer in between? Because. <laughs> I don't know. We'll try. That trailer is really, you know, like it's like, it's like an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. It, is. Yes. <laughs> it really is. Yes, Roy. You're yes. Get in that mind space. Because <laughs> it's it's like you see a scene and all of a sudden you hear blah da 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 Get yourself in that mind space before you watch this film, and you will not be disappointed. <laughs> Larry David's found footage horror movie. Yes. Oh my god. Yes. Uh, yes. You nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. All right. Well, and in that case, then here we go, folks. There it is. 
Not bad for a sheriff's sale, huh? Why would they take their personal belongings with them? Stop it. Are you here right now? Not your home. Well, I got news for you. It is my home. Hey ladies, it's me again, your old pal, Heuschel Weinbaum. Oh God, is he back? Uh, <laughs> did we get another sponsor? Did nobody? I, did I not get the email? Okay, all right, Herschel, what do you got this time? Do you ladies like the movie Ghost? Yeah, you know, <laughs> Ghost with Patrick Swayze, hot, bodied, oiled up Patrick Swayze. If you like ghost movies, I got one for you. We're talking about today called Bad Ben. Oh, it's a good one. Yeah, like her. <laughs> <laughs> Like, look at Herschel back in. Restraining order against that guy. Who let him back in? God damn it! Oh, we're showing the movie. Damn it! This is my smoke shop. Damn it! We're showing the film at my smoke shop, Big Al's House of Smokes. Come on down and get your Marlboros or your Parliaments. Yeah, ladies. This like is shit. where the altar was. You know, the only one B word the ladies like. That's beautiful. Bitches love beautiful. <laughs> God. <laughs> if anybody can not tell, the movies made us goofy. The movies, uh, yeah. So I'm I'm gonna make a very bold statement here, Andy. Yeah, go for it, man. I'm ready. All right. This movie is up there with Kiss Meets Phantom it of is. the Park for us, yes. I think. Yes, I um, agree. This is fighting for the number one spot. This, oh my God. I mean, I was cracking up the whole time while watching this thing. I mean, it, it starts off, it, it's like when you're experiencing The Room for the first time. Because you're sitting there and you're like in disbelief, and yeah, just like what's what's happening? What's going on? Is this real? Is this real life? And then it just gets full tilt boogie into Stupidville, and you just embrace the insane asininess of the film and just laugh hysterically through the whole thing. That yeah, this this is a party film. It really yeah. is. Uh, th this is a film that has to be it has to be watched by everybody, and I, 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 I agree with your assessment when you said this was like um, HGTV just hired some guy from Jersey to make a found footage movie because that's, 
exactly what it is. Well, when I'm watching the first like 10 minutes of this, he's gone about the road and the house and whatever. I called it Zillow the movie. Yeah. Because it's not like HGTV because he literally does nothing to upgrade the house. No. The house, needs, the house needs no upgrading. It's beautiful. It's he's gorgeous. Like, he's like, I'm going to flip this house. I'm like, why? It looks great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it could use some internal restructuring on some redesigning of some walls and stuff because it's kind of old. But it's got massive curb appeal. It's a gorgeous home. It's on nine fucking acres. I mean, it's a gorgeous house. I don't know what he's bitching about. The only thing that he needs to do is just remove the ship's wheel and the suit of armor <laughs> the suit of armor that's in the middle of the foyer upstairs. Yes. It doesn't seem like it's against the wall. I kept, every time they would cut to that that angle of him going up the stairs, I thought that the 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 shtick was that Bad Ben had moved it to the center. No, that's just where it is, apparently. Yeah. <clears throat> now, I'm wondering if this is his own personal home, the filmmaker. I think it is. I think it has to be, right? Yeah, because... Either that or they just found a really, really beautiful house. But I think that this is Nigel Box's real home. Because uh, <laughs> it just seems so well lived in. And he, you know, felt so comfortable with it. And I've got to say, if that is his property, he's got beautiful property. I mean, it's a great house. Well, he spent his life fortune on that property. He's got to make any money somehow. <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. God no, there was a scene it. in this movie about three-fourths of the way. Actually, no. It was like four-fifths of the way through the movie where – and I didn't catch it the first time I watched it. And so this time I caught it where he's leaving to go to dinner. Yes, where he's he finally going the, to dinner. Yeah, he says into the phone, after the week I've had, I'm taking myself out to dinner. I said, bitch, you've only been there a week. <laughs> <laughs> What I loved about this guy is is that unlike all other horror films, yes. where the when this would be happening to people, you would you would normally have one of two reactions. You would have the stupid person going, "Ooh, I'm going to record all this," followed by their spouse going, "What are you doing? We need to get out of here." And that person doesn't listen to it. Mm -hmm. This and they're usually the first one to die. Yeah. This guy here, on the other hand, he wasn't taking any shit. No. He, it's like the haunting began, and he's like, oh no, fuck you, this is my house, god damn it. I spent my entire life fortune on this house, you're not gonna fuck this up. Well, I love the fact that he blamed the, the apparently the first three days of the haunting, he just blames it on, like, the power company. Yes. And the well, guy that, and the poor guy that's working tech support on his, uh, his camera system, that guy. Oh, he know, gives him tongue lashings to well, the movie. And you, you know, if this guy was a black woman, every five seconds, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> The entire time, I kind of wish he were, but <laughs> there was a there was a scene in okay. So in any self respecting haunted house movie, whether it's found footage or Poltergeist or House on Haunted Hill or you know any uh, Amityville horror, there is a scene in any self respecting horror film where you realize that the house is haunted and then you're out of your depth. 
and you either bring in paranormal investigators or a priest or somebody. No, fuck this. This is my house. I'm going to handle it myself. I'm going to light a candle and get a selfie stick, wander around this house, and just chant this thing that's not in the Bible. By the way, comically large Bible. God, that Bible. Oh, my God. And it's like when I saw that Bible, I was like, Oh my God! I, it's like it's something that you would see in a museum. That's these igno- obnoxiously overly large books that they but used right, to make. But here's the thing: clearly, this Bible is an antique because this thing looks like an old antique, you know, two hundred year old Bible. He's just throwing it around like it's a, like it's the Weekly Reader. <laughs> I mean, this thing probably is worth some money, you know, to somebody. <laughs> But he's throwing this thing like, oh, this is just last week's no, newspaper. Chris, come on, man. He's already got a riding lawnmower and a snowblower. How much more money does he need? That's true. Yeah, no, and he spent That's his true. entire life savings on this goddamn Damn house. <laughs> goddamn house. <laughs> We're not going back to the marshes. That's too far. I lo- what I loved is when he finally realizes that the house is haunted because he he's in disbelief when he's seeing uh, the movie. I love the movie does a recap in the middle of the movie. Isn't that great? Where uh, you get the Rashomon scene where he's seeing it all. And so when he witnesses the chair move in front of him and it gets pulled towards the basement and then he pulls it away and then it pulls back to the basement again. And he pulls it away. Then it goes back to the basement again. And his reaction was not terror, not get the hell out of the house. No, he goes, stop, Dad. Stop it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, he's telling off the ghost. Fucking stop it. Stop it. Why are you doing this to me? Stop. He is the most jerseyest, doliest uh, man I've ever uh, seen in horror history. He should be, he should be a hero. It, it should be Bruce Springsteen. And this guy should be the heroes of goddamn New Jersey. <laughs> this guy is John Cougar Mellencamp of New Jersey. Uh, it's so good, man. Like, I, I, the first time I watched it, I watched it in complete and total disbelief. Like, it was just, I was floored at what I was watching. The guy finds evidence of a murder. <laughs> yes. These people <laughs> clearly... Does he once call the cops? He finds a graveyard. He finds a grave. He finds a shallow shallow baby grave. A shallow baby grave in his backyard does not call the cops. He finds bloody baby clothes, a shovel. And And knives. Knives. No, his response to that was, oh, well, this is why I have no knives in the house. Bring them in the house. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and then then he goes up into the basement because I'm not the basement, but the cellar because of of the attic because of the smell that he's smelling and he finds a voodoo. He finds everything. Yeah, he finds a voodoo altar. His response. Nothing. Nothing. (laughs) He did nothing. He doesn't call the cops or anything. He's just like. Oh, well, this is unusual. Oh, look at this. And he pulls out the voodoo dolls of the family and everything. And then he walks away and the candle lights itself after you see someone off screen flick one of the dolls with their forefinger. <laughs> and and he, he comes up and he sees now that the candle has lit. And his response, oh, well, god damn it. 
God damn it. I'm going to get this turned inside out TJ Maxx reusable bag. Put this. I'm going to put this candle that was lit 30 seconds ago into this flammable bag. And see, his, I was overthinking this movie because when he came, yes. when he went upstairs to see the you urn. During this movie, Chris, that's when, the problem. See, when that's he went upstairs awesome. and saw the pentagram made out of twigs, which you know was kind of silly, and then the boot, and then he saw this brown urn. I was expecting to just see the mummified remains of the baby. Mm-hmm. No, no, I overthought that. Just some damn, you know, voodoo dolls that he got over from from Earthbound Trading Company in the mall. And so that's all that was. And I think, okay, well, fine, whatever. And then when he left the camera upstairs to go get the TJ Maxx bag, I was expecting, other than that one voodoo doll, I was expecting a little more activity. No. No. I kept overthinking the movie. And what I also love is that when we discovered that there... I'm ashamed by that, by the way. (laughs) When we discovered that there were ashes up there, and it turned out that the ashes was the source of the scent, my immediate thought was, since when do ashes smell like dead bodies? Yeah. Ashes <laughs> are, ghost, yeah. They're haunted ghost ashes. <laughs> yes, oh God, I loved when the ghost was spelling out, not your home, and then he's like, well, <laughs> I got news it. for you, buddy, yes it is. Yes it is. <laughs> Yes, it is, ghost. Yes, it is. I got to tell you, I love his tenacity. I just absolutely love the fact he's like, fuck you. This is my house. He fought back. You don't see that. And that's what I love about him. What's about this movie is like, for given value of fighting back, he went for it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And then the scene where he gets... Full metal jacketed by the ghost at night. <laughs> I, I when 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 that happens in the movie, I mean he got up after he you know he cleans the blood off of off of his face and everything, and I thought okay this is the point where he's going to leave. Oh no, no. he gathers up all the evidence, throws it in the trash. Meanwhile, stomping around, going I'm through this shit. I'm done. You get it out of here. And it's like he tells the ghost off and like, get the hell, get the fuck out of my house. And then suddenly you see the door open and slam and he slams the door on the ghost. (laughs) (laughs) My, my, My favorite part about that particular scene is, so first of all, what self respecting ghost has to turn on the lights in every room. <laughs> yeah. So much of this movie was just an outside shot of the house with lights getting turned on as the ghost goes through the room like it's playing Plinko. And then, um, but that scene, he gets he gets a cartoon accosted by a ghost in bed. Oh, God, does he? Yes. He gets Ike turner by this ghost. And then, um, and then he goes into the bathroom and he's cleaning himself up, and he's like, "Why did you? Why are you doing this to me?" And they cut to his out to his bedroom, which the master bedroom, which for some reason has like an odd lots bark, big lots barka lounger in it. Yes, that rocks. And the ghost is like waiting patiently, rocking in the chair for him to get done cleaning himself up. <laughs> like, well, that's a that's a pleasant ghost, I guess. <laughs> like, dee da da da. Okay, I'll let you clean. But my real question about that scene is this, gentlemen, and I don't know, I don't know how you, they say you put on pants one leg at a time. Everybody does it, right? Yeah. 
who puts on their pants one leg at a time, but only pulls them up right above their knee and then puts their <laughs> shoes on before they stand up and pull their pants up? <laughs> a Jersey psychopath. Oh, this guy should never, ever, ever again walk around in just his underwear no. because it was that a lot. This film that was there was yeah. a lot of that in this and, film, and that's coming from two gay men. <laughs> Speaking of walking around, when we finally get to see some glimpse of the ghost, when the ghost is walking around outside, that is one huge fucking shadow that the ghost is projecting on the house. I mean, it's just like when, when I'm seeing when I'm seeing it, it's this big giant black mass that's taking up one and a half stories of the house being projected onto the house and I'm sitting here and I'm thinking is this no face from Spirited Away? Don't right. don't accept any gold from it or else he'll eat you. It's Bella yeah. Lucy from Plan 9. That's what it is. But if there is one yes. single yes. solitary moment oh, yeah. from this film that's solidified. In fact, I'm sorry I got the, uh, the the company that he called wrong. I thought it was the power company that happens earlier. No. So continue. I, that's my fault. That's a correction. We're going to do something I've, we've never done on this show before. Because this is just too awesome. Watch a good movie? <laughs> this is too awesome. Just play it from beginning to end. Yeah. Just play the entire movie right We're, now. Just the audio. We've never done this before, but because this scene is just so awesome, I have to play the audio from what is probably hands down my favorite moment in the entire this, this, film. This made this film on my top this might be our time. favorite moment in any of the films we've watched. Yes, it was at this point I was sold on the film. And here we go. It's delicious. Yeah, I'm still here. <laughs> yes, the house on Steelmanville Road. I bought it at auction. I've been doing some research, and actually I looked up the previous owners, and do you know what I found? They're obituaries. They both died here. Actually, they were both murdered here. By law, you're required to disclose that to anybody that's purchasing a home. What do you mean, not New Jersey? Okay, so let's pause there for a moment. So, so is that true in New Jersey? They're not allowed to disclose that someone was murdered in the home. Is that true? I feel like without doing any research, it has to be true <laughs> because I feel like this guy prided himself on making an accurate depiction of what it would be like to have a haunted house ghost in New Jersey. So I feel like he had to have done it. <laughs> He, he seemed like the kind of asshole who would purposely seek that information out before yes. putting it in the film for authenticity. Yes. It's, all, it's probably the only authentic thing in the movie. <laughs> all right. Let's continue with the magic. Oh, please. I know I brought the house as is, but that means like plumbing problems or electrical problems or a bad roof. Not like somebody's been slaughtered in the house. <laughs> slaughtered. 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 So, wait, you're telling me you only have to tell me of a violent death or murder if I ask? I mean, who thinks to ask a question like that? That's bullshit. <laughs> I'll talk to you however I want. Yes, I know what caveat emptor means. Do you know what go fuck yourself means? 
Fuck you, you fucking whore. <laughs> it was at that point the we were like, I okay, love. this this is one of the best things I've ever watched. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, he just said, fuck you, you fucking whore, to somebody that just probably works in the city planning department. Yeah. <laughs> That was this film's equivalent to I hate you and your ass face. <laughs> I swear, I've never seen a movie have so many quotable lines that only had one actor in it. Yeah. <laughs> this is like the clue of mo- of bad movies. By the way, how, how badly did he want to fuck that air conditioner? Oh my god. <laughs> it's not the only thing blowing. <laughs> Wow, that thing is powerful. I mean, you get underneath it and woo, it knocks you. <laughs> and I love how he demonstrated. If you're on the toilet, it'll knock you off the toilet if you're under the bed. What I love is how he demonstrated how powerful the toilet was by showing the curtains, uh, which so obviously was somebody grabbing them and beating them against the window. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, let's can we talk for a second about how he has this incredible mat on? To um, to flip this house, and yeah. yet he has not bothered to, to to do anything to try to get in this room in the basement that he can't get in. No, not not until the very last minute where he decides to crowbar the shit out of it. And I yeah, I mean it's very little attempts. I mean, sure the security camera's not working down there, but apparently that's not a concern of him. Oh, by the way. Yeah. No one in this movie will be seated during the systems check sequence. Oh my god, the 35 <laughs> second system check? <laughs> that, that, that looks like some sort of a graphic from a 1980s VCR board game. Yeah. Uh, like to play a game? <laughs> um, but yeah, he does nothing in this house to attempt to flip it. He's just living in it. And I'm just like, you know, if you're that gung-ho on flipping this house, you better start doing something. And I've got a comment about this. I've not, I don't know much about flipping houses, I, you know, but naturally, clearly. But I didn't think the people who bought the house they're going to flip actually stay in the house. Right. Yeah. No. They have a home that yeah. they go to. Yeah. yeah. He, clearly, he's a local. He knows the area very well. So why is he staying in the house at all? Yeah. Yeah. Because he spent his life savings on it. God and damn it. <laughs> um also I what I loved is when <laughs> cuz I don't know if this was done intentionally or if it was an accident on film or not but when he's ascending into the attic <laughs> and yelling at the guy, "Oh, you want me to come? I get it." <laughs> and he just lingers on the door and we're lingering on the door for 30 seconds. No sound, no nothing. We're just <laughs> lingering on the door. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I'm literally like, do something. Yeah. And it's like almost as if like he maybe forgot that he was filming. And then he realized that, oh yeah, that's right. I'm making a movie. Oh, I, better the John. I better get acting. <laughs> so there was that moment. And then there was the other moment where he was going up to the attic and yeah. he, brings down the staircase and he goes up to the attic and then suddenly we see this black figure like run away like he like it, it didn't seem like it was a ghost hiding 
it was more like a crew member realized he accidentally got caught on yeah. film and was like, oh shit, and like noped it out of there. Yeah. And, then, and he's like, well, I guess we can use that. Yeah. <laughs> it worked for Killer Bob in Twin Peaks, so why not here? Listen, listen, I need to ask this question. Was there anything about this movie, like, that you legitimately didn't like? No, no. I, uh, I, I mean, it. I, it was the right pace. It was. Here, here's the thing: is is that for such a shitty, crappy, cheaply made vanity project that that Nigel made, it was never not entertaining. No. Yeah. And Somehow, even the scenes like where he's just like mowing the lawn. <laughs> Snowblower bonus. Bonus. Now, I do have to say, if this was from the perspective of, you know, we've all been in an empty house before. You know, you're like you're a kid, your parents are out doing something, you're home alone, whatever, and you or you or you hear noises at night. If you were in if you were into this brand new big empty home, or you moved into a new place that's brand new to you, and the first couple of nights are kind of weird, you hear things you don't understand, creaks, what have you. From his perspective, or anybody else's perspective, the set, the fact that this is all done on CTV cameras that all were very realistic, or on a phone, and not a professional movie camera, this does have a creepy vibe to it of if you were in a, ho- a house like this by itself and where shit's going on, you would be kind of freaked out. So from that, there was that really awesome sense of this could really kind of be kind of creepy. So it had that vibe to it. But what made it, what took you out of that element truly was him. <laughs> he was, was so... Was him every ten minutes saying, I don't know why I'm filming this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And like, he's, like in the beginning, he's driving to the house in the beginning, and he turns the camera around to see the road. It's like, what, a good 10, 15 seconds of time that he's driving, that he's not saying anything. I'm thinking to myself, well, that could have been cut out of the movie. There's nothing there. I was waiting for a ghost to appear on the street, or a deer to run, again, overthinking horror movies, or a deer to run across and knock him off the road. You know, something like that. We've seen that kind of shit before. But no, it's just an empty road. Like, oh, it's like Birdemic. Yeah. Yeah, he accidentally builds a lot of suspense. Because <laughs> you're constantly waiting for something to happen. You're waiting for that cat to jump through the window. And unhappen. My favorite, one of my favorite scenes is there's a scene after he changes the locks <clears throat> where you get the shadow that walks, like, uh, for a really long time. Yes. Like, yes. it just cuts to cameras. It's like 45 seconds of this shadow on different cameras walking. Yes. Then you get the shot of the inside of the door where you see the shadow come to the front door and not come in. <laughs> like, he's like, well, fuck, he changed the locks. What am I doing? <laughs> Or, or the scene where he just has a hatchet. Oh, he's always walking around with the hatchet. Yeah. yeah. I was like, it's like he goes to grab a hatchet. And I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Well, that's, that's new because people usually will grab like a steak knife or something, you know, to yeah, defend but... or a blunt object. No, he goes and grabs a fucking hatchet. <laughs> yeah. He goes all shining on it. I don't get it. Oh, he's like everything. It seems like he so like overplans for everything. He doesn't want to leave any plot holes, yeah. right? Like, like he's taking this very seriously, and he knows the climax of the movie. He's going to need to get through this door, 
so he knows he's going to need a hatchet. But instead of like reaching over like on one of the the shelves in the basement and grabbing a hatchet in the moment, he's going to get that hatchet thirty minutes early. Yeah, he's going to have that hatchet with him. He's going to set up the precedent for having this hatchet thirty minutes early. He's going to set up the precedent for every. That's what he does this entire movie. It's like everything is a is a precedent that he's set up really early to leave no doubt. You know, so that nobody can say, oh, well, great, but what about all these plot holes and not – what about the fact you filmed this on an iPhone 4 with some weird, you know, video toaster effects from 1996 that you broke into a high school in the middle of the night to yes. edit? <laughs> oh, and, and, and is, is it sad that my favorite film in 2020 is a film from 2013? <laughs> no. <laughs> I couldn't believe – I've been talking about this movie since I saw it, and no one will watch it. You are the first two people I have convinced to watch it, and I'm so glad you have. Because oh, we nobody have to believes that. that it's like, you know, what it is. Oh. It's, it's, a, it's magical. And then let's talk about the drawing that he finds inside the Bible. Oh, my God. Oh. That's, that's supposed to be a child's drawing? Yeah, that's supposed to be a child's drawing of the family, and then there's the little square that's supposed to represent the basement, and we get our first glimpse of Bad Ben, the titular Bad Ben. Hobgoblin. Hobgoblin. I'm looking at Bad Ben, and I'm thinking, okay, so it's the Tenaftan toe fungus creature from those commercials? Yeah, I wanted to watch Mandy again real fast. <laughs> and it's just like the minute that they showed that, I'm like, oh my god. He has a fucking gremlin in the basement. And Where does this guy live for real? <laughs> Don't, tell me it's Austin and tell me next year we can get him to Alcon. <laughs> And so when we when we do get into the basement, I'm glad I'm glad that he never attempted to show us what Bad Ben really does look like. We just we just hear the, <laughs> the worst monster noise I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> it's like a baby gagging on raisin bran or something. It's the best way to describe the sound. And then when he's running away from it, and you know he gets up to the floor, and then they start trying to drag him into the basement. Instead of screaming, he's going no 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 no. He's gonna fight till the bitter end, baby. <laughs> And then he gets dragged into the basement and we see him being pulled by a chain uh, unconscious and then, you know, they run out of storage room for the security cameras. Sure. Okay. Because it's been one week. Okay, I understand security for a home and everything, especially since that one, you know, being a nine-acre home and stuff like that. Out of the middle of nowhere. Out of the middle of nowhere, I understand. But 30 fucking cameras? Yeah, come on. (laughs) I'm just glad there's not one in the bathroom because I don't want to see that. (laughs) He had well, thirty fucking was, oh, cameras he was on his in the phone. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he had thirty fucking cameras set up in this thing, and one of the cameras, which is the one that's on the uh, outside with the uh, the one angle of the garage area, we don't see until the last third of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, it's a new angle. And okay. He's wa- and he's walked that path before several times to the shed. Yeah. Right. Oh, and now this film has a ton of sequels to it on Amazon Prime. It's like six of them. And no, it's eight now. 
Oh Jesus! Yeah, and he's well, even. I, I don't want to see one. Though. And he's even got a, he's got it's like some of the sequels that he's got there. He's got one called the um, the Mandela Effect, which is what would be happening in different timelines, different multi universe, multi universe, which is not what a Mandela Effect even is. Yeah. But apparently, it's like he does the he recreates the movie just from different timelines and how he would have handled it differently. Yeah. That's the sequel, and yeah. then there's part three, which he said was the chilling conclusion. But as we found out, he went off to make more movies. The third one is a documentary crew comes to film in the house to document about the incident that happened because apparently this made news, and. Um, then um, we find out that apparently, spoiler alert, he survived because they find that the cameras backed back up and that he got out of the basement. So they find him and bring him back to the house to I film love this documentary. My favorite scene in that trailer is him running around the house in his underwear. Did they leave me alone, God damn it? <laughs> and then they made a prequel. He made a prequel. It's not even called Bad Ben. I forgot. It's named after the address, whatever the hell the address was. And it's about the family that lived in the house before him. And then... <sighs> And then he made a, a video about his experiences as an Uber driver. And there's another experience where apparently Bad Ben follows him to a new location. And it, 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 it's it's a, almost like each sequel is an homage to another horror movie. Yeah. So he's yeah. got eight total Bad Ben movies out there so far. And I'm like, how boring is your life? To, to have to make all of these movies. And it's like, he, I mean, it, it seems like with Bad Ben, he, sh like Tommy Wiseau, struck accidental gold with this. Mm -hmm. and, and because I'm like, I'm reading reactions online to this thing. And there are, there, yeah, you're right. There are people out there who genuinely love this movie. And for all the reasons why we love this movie. And so it's like he wanted to just latch on to that and keep milking it and milking it. And I'm going, dude, just be happy that you've managed to create something that has this massive accidental cult appeal to it. Because hit the hit the, hit the convention circuit, man. Definitely. Stop making movies. Like 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 go out there, make it happen for yourself. You yeah. you have a fan base. There is a huge fan base for this thing and out there. There's a reason why Tommy Wiseau has not done the room part two. He's made other stuff that don't even tie into the room because he knew that he hit gold with the room. Yeah, he's making too many sequels. This is not Hell Hellraiser. You don't need fourteen sequels. <laughs> Should be, but he's, half be. he's halfway there. So yeah. You know. So thank you so much for recommending this thing, Andy. Listen, oh yes, thank you so much. <laughs> listen, this is this is one of those movies that I knew that if you guys would would get to that point in the film. I knew there was enough to hook you early. That's just weird. You know, that would hook you early and keep you engaged. But I knew if you got to the phone call that you would, that it would, that would be over. It would be over for you guys. I knew if I could get you there, we haven't even talked about any of the stuff with the furniture moving. No. Like when he'd walk out of the room and then the furniture would slide into the hallway. <laughs>
It's like the ghost was like, I don't like this here. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting it. <laughs> well, you know, to be honest, I hated the furniture. I would have moved it too. Yeah, the ghost was like, get this shit out of my house. Ugly yeah. ass. Ugly ass. decor in that home, by the way. That ugly ass, late 80s, Ashley's furniture crap. Like, really? <laughs> Bitch. Why they leave all this stuff behind? It's ugly. So 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 bad Ben apparently apparently when 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 bad Ben was born, he was already born with the fashion sense of a gay man. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, because he's critiquing the living room by going, get this shit out of here. What is this? Is this your boudoir? <laughs> <laughs> But you know, one of my favorite scenes, by the way, I have to say this, is he gets into the basement, right? And there's a mat, like, like this door, by the way, is the sugar glass equivalent of a door. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he couldn't bust this thing down, but the minute he starts hacking into it, it's particle board. Yeah. It, was a, it was a paper mache door. Um, he gets into the room, and there's a mattress covered by a tarp. A cage hanging from the ceiling. Yeah. And next to the mattress covered by the tarp, which they did set up to look like there was a body under, there's another, like, what looks like a body bag just leaning oh, up you against Oh, you mean the, the goo-covered the goo burlap sack that he ignored? Yes. That he ignored? And he's like, oh, this doesn't look good. <laughs> and, he, and he lifts up the tarp and nothing's under it, but right behind the tarp there is what is... Painfully, obviously, a uh, dead body dead, in dead a body. sack. Yeah. Like, that doesn't look good. <laughs> and he ignores it. He ignores totally it. ignores the dead body the source, in a sack. Clearly the source of the smell. Yeah. Right. And he ignores it. I, oh, I, I gotta say something, it, though. Oh, and let's not forget the, uh, the, 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 the random hanging flat screen TV covered by a sheet Inside the basement. I thought that was a cage. No, that was though. No, that was a flat screen TV. There was a cage elsewhere. We oh, saw okay. the cage, oh, but no, that was the flat screen TV. Oh, <laughs> I'm just like, and oh, Bad Ben has a flat screen TV. How nice! And I gotta say, when he went into the attic and he saw all these boxes everywhere, these were like high end electronics boxes. Mm -hmm. But this shit's nowhere in the house. Like, there's no, I mean, the, you got the crappy 1980s grandma furniture all over the place, like a fucking Golden Girl set. But, I mean, I, and he's walking through, and I'm, and he's, I'm, I just, I can't with this house anymore. <laughs> I mean, I mean, but here's the thing, though. The inside of the house doesn't really match the outside. Yeah. So I have to wonder, did he have two different places? I mean, the front door kind of did, but I don't know. I, again, I'm overthinking it. Well, so your so your thought was like there was like a one day of shooting Outdoors. like on location at this house that he managed to somebody let him use. Yes. And then the rest of it was maybe filmed inside of his house. Yes. Yes. Okay. Maybe. And it's obvious his wife did the decor. Well. Well, is it <laughs> His wife, his wife was like, oh, I found this Harold over at the Thrift and Save. Oh, that looks perfect for my movie. God damn it. Your uncle, your uncle has that captain's wheel. Let's just throw that in the bedroom. Oh, how about this suit of armor made for a midget? Yeah, bring it over. We'll oh, I remember that suit of armor. It was over at the Steak and Shack. Yes, that was... Yeah, bro, did you go to the PO1 dumpster? Did you get everything for the... <laughs> 
Maury, I found this Popeye thing that I want in every shot of the living room. <laughs> Maury, look, I found this awesome old Bible. Look at it. It's all decrepit. <laughs> <laughs> and the breakfast nook. The the, the the 1970s breakfast nook. Uh, that just that's what I'm saying. The outside of the house looks like it was made in like late 90s, early 2000s. The indoor is all like designed like a 1980s or 70s home. Well, when he goes and he's looking around the house and I, when, he, when the way the light is shining on the breakfast nook table, yes. just the Formica is just blaring at that point. I immediately am hearing in my head, this is a Formica table. And then I was like, I was like, please be green, please be green. And it wasn't green. I'm like, fuck. Uh, uh, <laughs> so, opportunity. But God, oh yeah, this this definitely has entered into my my realm of bad films I love. Yes. And again, it, thank you so much. You guys gave me the the beauty of Kiss, and I I am glad I can return the favor with what is sure to be in the top five movies that we ever watch. Oh, on definitely, this show. definitely, absolutely, definitely. Ah, yeah, this is that film where I was watching. I mean, why am I watching this? I wanted to leave the room. Like, why am I watching this? Why am, this is stupid? Nothing's happening. And then he builds up the tension, and I'm thinking, ooh, something creepy's gonna happen. Oh. And then no, it's again, I'm, and again, I'm back to why am I watching this? And then the kitchen happens with the phone mm -hmm. call. I'm like, oh, that's why I'm watching this movie. There's my money shot. Like, you know what go fuck yourself means? His reactions are just dumb enough up to that point to keep you engaged. Yeah. You know, like like the shit that he's just yelling at the house is is good enough up to that point. And then that happens, and you're like, I'm yep, I'm done. I'm yeah. done. Uh, I'm here for this now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I want to watch it again. <laughs> right? <laughs> now, I will say I started watching the sequel, and I just couldn't get into it. The Which one? The one where he... The, uh, the, the second, whatever the second one the is. The multiverse? Yeah. Is that the, whatever the second so. one was yeah. in, the, in the litany of these things? And I just couldn't... It just didn't... Hit me right. If so. even watching the trailer, it just didn't look good. Now we'll probably watch the one with the documentary crew coming to the house. Yeah, realizing he's alive Let's, and everything. Hey, save it for true. save it for next year, and we'll try to do a better. <laughs> you got it. Uh, but I, I will say this: the one thing that I'm disappointed with about Amazon Prime is I understand that this is part of the Prime membership and everything. So with paying the Prime membership, we can have all the access we want to with watching this movie. But I want to own a physical copy of it, and oh, I yes. can't. And Is it not available? It's anywhere? not available. No, you can only. Uh, it's only through Amazon Prime, unless he's got some sort of a website where I can buy it on DVD or something. I don't know. But I want to actually own a physical copy of this movie because this needs to be shared yes. with everybody yes. out there. Yes. I have to like. I, I feel now I have to go on a pilgrimage and yes. go. Sit down. You need to experience the magic that is bad then. We're, we're like right? the Blues Brothers. We have a, we're on a mission from God. Yeah, we're on a mission from God. Across the nations. <laughs> well, this is what I've been saying. This I've been trying to proselytize for this movie for a year, almost a year of like, you've got to sit down and watch. Spend an hour and a half. You will not regret it. The fact that this guy is selling Blu-ray and DVD of this film at conventions that of his own, signing them, is is a travesty. Yeah. And we should reach out to him. 
<laughs> I feel like we should talk to him. Because <laughs> he needs to. The thing about this movie, he accomplished with this one film what they tried to accomplish with the human centipede. Yeah. Create a what-the-fuck-out-there-off-the-wall cult horror, quote, movie that is like a slow burn with people to catch on to it. Human Centipede, what the trailer was going to be that. Because the Human Centipede trailer fucked me up. It was creepy. But that's all movie, and I'm like, oh. Yeah, instead <laughs> instead we watch the movie and we get feed! 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 Well, and, and the thing is, I think this movie did what not only a movie like Human Centipede did, right? But it also did what a movie like... Um, like scary movie, the later scary movies tried to do, mm-hmm. which was which was lambast this genre of film. And it, but this, the reason that it works for this film is because it's so honest. Mm-hmm. Yes, and the fact you that know, it has no budget, and it, it has no budget whatsoever. It is such a no budget movie, and you got movies that have big budgets that try to capture the same magic and fail. And yeah, here the here is this guy who apparently is just using his weekly salary to make this movie. Yes, and succeeds. It's honest. It's organic. It's sincere. It's amazingly bad, but it's fun. Yeah, but it my the thing I was talking about at the in, in the first part of the recording was it has so much heart. Yes, yeah, you can tell that he wants this so badly. Mm-hmm. And and that is that is endearing, you know. Throughout the entire movie, I never felt like it was sterile or corporate or you know anything other than what it was, yeah. which is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and halfway through the film, it became its own parody. Yeah, which, it did. Which it is really that's did. hard to do. So you know, this man may be the next genius. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, I may be overthinking things, but the next Tommy was so. Lead into that, Chris. He is a, he is a genius. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, for those, I know of, we're all coming down now. We're all yeah. like, oh, yeah. Now we're gonna watch another shitty movie. <laughs> well. Uh, with, I mean, with, with sadness with you not being able to come to AllCon for 2020, I mean, there, there is a good reason. You you recently had some good news in your life, so I fully understand uh, why you're not able to make it. But one of the things that we've unfortunately had to sacrifice with you not coming to AllCon was we're not able to do our discussion of Canon Pictures. And so I was going to have one film prepared for the next film that was going to be the palate cleanser, but I'm actually going to save that one because for two reasons. One, because I feel like we need to do something with Canon Pictures for our next episode to make up for the fact that we can't do this. And two, with the movie that I've chosen for the palate cleanser, a certain other person has reached out to us, a person from our past, has insisted on being a guest star on the episode with us to discuss this movie. I'm not going to reveal who it is because it'll probably reveal what the movie is as well. Okay. <laughs> so, so I I told this person that we will wait then until April uh, to record the episode, and you're going to be very happy with the palate cleanser, and you're going to crack up when you hear who it is that's joining us for this. All but, right. But I decided that for our next film, let's let's dive into something from. The Canon Pictures catalog, which honestly, I mean, there's a plethora of stuff to choose. And I 
narrowed it down to something that we could access somewhere online in order for us to watch. And so I'm going, okay, what can we do? So I went and looked at what was on Amazon Prime uh, that was available through the Canon Pictures. And I almost went, I have to admit, I almost went with Breaking 2 Electric Boogaloo. But then I felt that's too easy. Yeah, because that's one of the films. Many, I mean, when when you hear Canon Pictures, if people know Canon Pictures, your mind immediately goes to Break into Electric Boogaloo or Masters of the Universe or anything starring Chuck Norris. Um, so instead, I decided to go with Ninja Three: The Domination. Yes. <laughs> Um, so it's gonna be a good year, baby. <laughs> Are you? Have you seen Ninja Three: The Domination? I I have seen the entirety of the Ninja series. <laughs> that does not mean that I am in any way shutting this movie down. This movie deserves to be talked about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, because. Because it, it totally, in, in, in glorious Golan Globus fashion, I, it's like you had, you know, Enter the Ninja, then you had Revenge of the Ninja, you have American Ninja, and then you have Nin- and then for some reason they felt that these ninja movies that really had no connection with each other whatsoever, that they decided to make this movie the official part three of the ninja saga. And I'm just. Well, they decided they had a ninja saga. Yes. <laughs> And then, in typical Golden Globus fashion, they're like, you know what? Just doing an action American ninja movie is not enough. Throw the Exorcist into it. Yep. <laughs> and so, we have a ninja horror film. Yes, about About the woman who is from the Breaking movies, by the way, who plays someone who works as a fitness instructor, a phone line operator who goes out there to fix phone lines. Oh, and it's clairvoyant who gets, it <laughs> just happens to be clairvoyant who gets possessed by the spirit of an evil ninja. This is that, which, which, ver- which Friday the 13th movie was it? <laughs> this is that Friday the 13th movie where they all have psychic powers or no dream. This is dream warriors. Yes. <laughs> And, and and so they have to get the ninja character from the other ninja movies in to help stop with the uh, the possession. Uh, but one of the things that I love and it's made me decide to go with Ninja 3 is not only because of the insane plot that we get uh, with Ninja 3... But it also stars patron saint of B-movies, James Hong. Uh, yes, from, it does. From Big Trouble in Little China. So anytime we can get a movie starring James Hong, we got to. So, right. yeah. The only the only thing that would make this movie better, and maybe he's in it, I don't remember, is Al Leong. If, we, if it had Al Leong in it, I would be ecstatic. No, he's not, unfortunately. So, But we got the girl from the break-in movies, and we got James Hong in, in the film. And, yeah. And and, and ninja fighting, and demon, demonic possession, and 80s graphics, and 80s yeah, isn't, music. And, isn't this the one where they have to get the ninja and bring him back in, uh, a la... Uh, Tommy Lee Jones and the Fugitive. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
I just subscribed to Nigel Box YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> that is yes. <laughs> yes. We all should, and I implore everyone out there to subscribe. Don't like it. Don't only like and subscribe to us. <laughs> like and subscribe to Nigel Box's YouTube channel, and tell him you love him, and he should start doing conventions. Yes. All right. So for those listening that are going to AllCon, even though Andy won't be there, uh, Cold Cinema Catacombs presence will be there. We're doing. Um, Two uh, shows called These Films Exist. One is going to focus on the the creme de la creme, as you could say, of what we've watched so far on the on this show. Uh, the other one will will we will indeed focus on Canon Pictures on another one of the episodes. Um, we're also uh, going to be presenting a collection of what the fuck trailers um, from the from the sixties all the way up to today, and all sorts of fun. If you've not purchased uh if you if, if you're considering going to all connor in the area and you're looking for something to do on the weekend of um march 12th through the 15th go to allcon.com uh the entire event 60 dollars hell thursdays for free yeah um and you know just have a blast we're going to have a cast reunion of the original 70s battlestar galactica they're going to show the theatrical movie uh that launched the whole series uh, Sam- our friend Samantha Newark, who is the voice of Jem and Jerrica on Jem and the Hologram, she's going to be there. Christopher Mim, who, if you've not seen it, I, I mean, we need to do one of his movies on this show soon. Uh, but uh, the Mim the verse films are absolutely great. Lots of cosplaying, lots of board games. Uh, we got steampunk stuff. They're going to have the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um, if you're a Harry Potter fan, there's a whole day dedicated to Harry Potter. Uh, burlesque performances. They've started doing now um, cosplay drag competitions now here. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is literally something for everybody at AllCon. So if you if you if you if you're in the area, definitely come and and visit. It's it's going to be a blast. We totally forgot about like an awesomely bad scene in the movie. All right, what is it? The Blackberry Weed Ward. Oh, oh my God! How do we forget about that? Oh my God! <laughs> All right, close it out on that, and we can go. So he takes a BlackBerry, a remote control, and a Fisher-Price toy, and he asks yes or no questions to the spirit, and the spirit says yes by turning the toy on and playing it. While he's he does. Re- yeah, and while he's recording all this on a BlackBerry, and I'm like, wow, he's got a BlackBerry. <laughs> that was my response to the scene. Yeah. I was like, wow, he has a BlackBerry. They still exist. Okay. Jersey strong. I'm telling you. Jersey strong. (laughs) Oh, God. We can't recommend this movie enough, folks. No, Uh, we can't. If you have Amazon Prime, look up Bad Ben and just laugh yourself silly. So, All right. Until next time, we'll be back with another film that I'm sure will guarantee to make us laugh ourselves silly, Ninja 3, The Domination. So talk to you later, guys. Oh my god, bad beds behind us. What the hell? Oh no! <laughs> Thanks, Nibbler.